At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. What's up, folks? Welcome in. I'm not Tim Murray. I'm a little heavier. I'm a little shorter. Jonathan Von Tobel, Sean King alongside, though. We're with you for the next three hours. I'm filling in for the uh, the tall and slender man today. I'm sure he'll be back tomorrow. Got a big show on tap today, too. Got a lot going on. But this is my first show with you. I'm excited, man. Welcome, JVT. Uh, we became kindred souls during the NBA season, Yeah, I would say. Um, so welcome to primetime. I know you're normally used to coming to our late night shenanigans but right. a little earlier larger audience still the same great content. i'm gonna say you know late at night when i'm at home tipping a few back so i'm a little bit more loose so i'll have to loosen up a little bit here but uh, uh i'll get well, to it ex- I'll get what to exciting it. monday i mean what a weekend <laughs> of college football uh, i i mean the amount of down to the wire games we got i mean what was extremely special i mean of course last night yep i'm not really sure how it became a uh Last play of the game, ball on the goal line, <laughs> LSU a chance to potentially tie it, but it, it was entertaining. What were your takeaways from what we witnessed last night? I mean, was it bad LSU? Was it FSU was back and Norvell in two years has gotten his program turned around to where Jimbo Fisher had it? I, I'm kind of interested in, in what you what your overall summation of what you saw last night was so my thinking is I don't know if it's either one of those things right like I think that I think Florida State's in a pretty decent trajectory right and I think that they're going to be a relatively solid team but when you have the gaffes that teams like LSU make and the special teams gaffes at that it's hard to read into a win 
which when if those mistakes are made in any other contest, what is LSU doing in that game, right? right and right. they were down and whatnot, and they had to get really dramatic in terms of the comeback. But I feel like though that was a game where I came away actually thinking like, I don't know if I know much about these teams other than LSU has a really bad special teams unit that they really got to work on once they get into this season. Was it the special teams or was it just player error? I mean, the, the yeah. two muff punts were, were both by Nader, Nader, who's, I mean, considered an NFL caliber prospect at wide receiver. Uh, it was just one side of the, the field goal unit that gave up both blocks. That's the left side. So obviously have to address that. I thought LSU – the thing that kind of was more alarming to me was lack of a, a, a cohesive passing game. Yeah. I mean, if FSU at any time would have just spied the quarterback, I don't know that LSU would have, you know, gotten 200 yards of total offense. I mean, because it pretty much was Jaden Daniels dropping back, no intention to pass, letting his own coverage get depth, and then running around. Six yards per attempt through the air, too, right? So it's not like they were throwing it like they didn't have a dynamic. And, and the majority of those yards came on the last drive where right. LSU was in, you know, we're going to let you complete passes. So I, I kind of came away thinking it may be a young, long year for, for, for Brian Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the news that their uh, star defensive lineman is yep. out for the year with a knee. And I looked at FSU like Norvell has done a great job of building a culture, of creating confidence, but I truly think – his game management really made me scratch my head. Not kicking the field goal right before half to make it a 10-3 game. I didn't understand that decision. Tossing the ball on the goal line after they had gotten their second muff fumble, I didn't understand that decision. So let me ask you, can I, really quickly, can I ask you about that? So the, the toss of the goal line, Greg McElroy, I think, was on the call, immediately mm-hmm. went to the, like, hey, you don't do that, you don't do that. We've seen toss plays on the goal line before, though. It's the situation, though. Right? You're up. Field goal basically closes out the game. Okay. I'm giving the ball to the fullback. Get under center, hand around it. He just scored on it. If he doesn't score, who cares? I want to make Brian Kelly burn timeouts. I'm not running anything that's going horizontally because if they string it out, my guy may end up out of bounds. The toss could get muffed as it did. <laughs> you know, I just I thought for where the game was, the situation, thought that was a, a very, very questionable call. And I 100% disagreed with not kicking the field goal before the half, because you had the momentum. Right. You know, you came out, your defense had played at an extremely high level. You guys had moved the ball. Even though you had missed the field goal, it felt like you were in control of the game. The risk-reward there, kick the field goal, going up 10-3, LSU's kind of deflated. You go for it on that fourth and don't get it, you give them LSU momentum. So, so I didn't like that call. But I will say this. They could end up being a surprise team in the ACC strictly because of the improvement of Jordan, Jordan Travis. Yeah. Like this Travis is the first really time yep. that he's thrown the ball from the pocket. If he can just navigate the deep aspect of the passing game, I thought he was very erratic throwing the ball down the field, threw about four balls out of bounds, a couple of post balls that they didn't have. If he can just fix that, they have athletes. They'll have to run the ball better. They didn't run the ball particularly well. I think well. they're running against an elite front. Yeah. I do think LSU, when you look at 11 that got kicked out and then zero who got injured, right. in the, they got NFL guys up there. So I don't know in the ACC – Florida State's going to face a lot of teams. I mean, North Carolina's atrocious on defense. Wake Forest, ever since Mike Elko left for A&M, has not been good at all on defense. Clemson, who we're going to see here tonight, probably is going to have, you know, a top-shelf defense. Pittsburgh gave up, what, 30? I was surprised by that, 402 yards. Right, to to West Virginia, who no one thought, you know, that was a strong 
you know, side of the ball mm-hmm. for, for West Virginia. So I think when you look around the conference, Louisville laid an egg at Syracuse. Like, I don't see, like – Let's throw NC State in there. It didn't look strong, right? I mean, we talk about special teams. Talk about kickers. Right, exactly. You know, two missed kicks, oh and then you're goodness. losing that game on the road against East Carolina. All right, let me ask you this then from last night. So, again, recapping Florida State and LSU, in terms of decision-makings, you, uh, you did not like them going for it before halftime. What about the – why don't you just go for two when you go 11 plays, 99 yards, and you exhaust that defense? I mean, you have momentum, as people call it, on your side. They're pretty gassed from getting driven downfield relatively quickly multiple times. I would assume the advantage is in your favor to just go for it there and try to win the game. See, here's what I think. I think well-coached football teams, if you do the simple things right, you win a whole lot of games. Yeah. I think you get yourself into trouble when you start trying to manipulate the outcome, especially when you have the lead. So it wasn't a situation where they were going to be up six if they kicked extra point instead of seven. Like, they still were going to be on the right side of LSU needing to put two drives together, either field goal, touchdown. No, I'm talking about LSU on the final drive. Go for two to win the game. Well, at that point, because you had drove 99 yards, I felt like kicking extra points in the overtime, the momentum was yours. Yeah. I mean, even though the Seminoles had a, a large contingent, that still was a very pro-LSU crowd. So at, at that point... I probably kicked the extra point. I didn't necessarily disagree with that, you know, because I felt like LSU, based on that last drive, if it goes to overtime, was probably more likely to hold Florida State to a field goal than mm-hmm. Florida State was because they really were scrambling. I don't know if Florida State defensively got tired. They're playing prevent too. They, they, the they did not play well yep. in the fourth quarter of that game. All right, so we talk about ACC football. You mentioned the game tonight. Clemson, 24-and-a-half-point favorite, multiple spots, total of 51. You were talking about this before we came on. Actually, there's 25 out there, too. So what do you think? What are you going to do with this? Because I've got my strategy here, which is I think I'm going to wait in-game. Hopefully, you get off to a slow start, gets a little bit below that 24, maybe gets back to like 21 or so, under 21, lay it with Clemson. I was thinking, and that's not a bad strategy. A lot of times when I have games that I'm interested in but I don't have a like strong opinion, right. I wait and see if there's a live game opportunity. Um. I just don't I don't know what I'm going to get from the quarterback. And he looks tremendous. Obviously, he's committed himself from a nutrition standpoint, from a cardiovascular standpoint. I'm talking about DJ, the starting quarterback at Clemson. If you look at his body last year. Uyunglele? Yeah, I, mean, I don't even, I don't even no? attempt to pronounce his last <laughs> name. I call him ukulele when yeah. I'm talking to my friends. <laughs> he looks like he's dedicated to getting himself in shape and, and being a dual threat option at quarterback. But until I see it, I'm like you. Um Hopefully Georgia Tech can go up 7-0 and we get a better overall that would be. number. Uh, one thing I'm interested in, I was thinking about playing the under in this game because I don't have a lot of concern, especially they're all healthy right now about Clemson on defense. And traditionally, at least, and I don't have all the scores in front of me, but I felt like Georgia Tech last year played Clemson extremely tight. Or was it Boston College? I, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Sorry for that. But Clemson was in a lot of tight ball games. They didn't win mm-hmm. a lot of – games last year by by four touchdowns. This is what this 24-25 number, depending on when you got it, is, is Georgia Tech did lose to Clemson last year 14-8. Right, 14-8. Low scoring, close game. So I, 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 I'm away. I also am high on the talent of Jeff Sims, Georgia Tech starting quarterback. Yeah. So it's a possibility that a young man who plays the true freshman kind of has some ups and downs, has figured it out. That's the one thing I've learned and one of my big takeaways – JT Daniels looks spectacular for Pittsburgh. Even in a loss, uh, the kid at Nebraska that came from Texas looked tremendous. Ryan Holinsky, I know it's Casey Thompson was his name, 
Ryan Holinski, even though it's his second year at Northwestern, first as the full-time star, looked tremendous. So we've seen some of these transfer quarterbacks, I mean, really excel. So Michael Penix yep. is healthy. I don't know how many of you watched He's got a good offensive Washington, line. Kent State. Yep. Don't let the name Kent State fool you. I think Kent State has a really good football team. Impossible early season schedule. But Washington, in my opinion, is now a dark horse candidate You know, in the Pac-12. Well, in the Pac-12, it looks like the Pac-12. And kind of to your point in tie in the Pac-12 thing, uh, when you're talking about betting this game under the total and looking at it, you do see a lot of the times, like one of my thought processes, I bet the Georgia and Oregon game under the total, right? Needed a goal line stand at the end. But when you see some of these lopsided matchups, a team like Georgia Tech might get held down pretty hard in terms of their offensive output. Thus, if you can sit there and you get like a 45 nothing beat down here, this thing's still staying under the total of 51. So right, yeah, right now, if I'm going to play it, I'm probably thinking Clemson first half or game under. Yeah. Well, see, because the total has been bet up, actually. It opened up 49, and it's up to 51. So, all right, it is. I'm going to get the name wrong a thousand times. Vison Primetime? Yes. That's what we're doing? All right, Vison Primetime. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Tim Murray, who I'm told will be back tomorrow, but who knows? All right, we have a lot to get to, though. I think on the other side, you and I might disagree about something here. NFC North News. Mitchell Trubisky, named captain, and the depth chart comes out. He is their starting quarterback. Yeah. I think he's their best option, but I'll, I'll leave it at this, and we'll get into it more on the other side. I think it is foolhardy to ask Mitch Trubisky to be a different guy than he was in a the last two seasons. We also have Kadri Ishmael coming. Oh, we have Kadri Ishmael coming up next. I'm in it. Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm a little rusty. We got Kadri coming up next. We'll talk about that and much more on the other side. It's Visa Prime Time. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, folks, a reminder for you here that BetMGM, Nevada premier sports betting app, BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options along with in game booting, uh, yeah, betting boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Tim Murray here on VEASAN Primetime. See, I'll remember. I'll remember. Only got it wrong one time. Uh, All right, let's talk a little bit about the Baltimore Ravens, a team at the top of the AFC North. Uh, Someone to help us out with there, Cadre Ismael, is nice enough to give us some time today. Former NFL pros. Well, Cadre, thank you very much for the time. So uh, let's just start with this general question. The Ravens, in terms of odds, the favorite to win the AFC North. Do you think that is accurate? If you look at the AFC North, you could see where traditionally they've had some really good quarterback play and it led uh, or it was led by um, Ben Roethlisberger. I think with Ben retiring, the Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of up in the air. Obviously Deshaun Watson, the biggest thing, any football team, any head coach will ever tell you is distractions kind of, you know, throw a team for a loop. And I think for Deshaun Watson and what's going on with him personally off the field, as far as his suspension, and then how that handles or translates over into the locker room, even with Jacoby Brissett, 11 games is 11 games, so I kind of pushed them to the side. But I think the big elephant in the room that no one's talking about, and I think that they don't care that no one's talking about them, are the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're the team that is to be feared in the AFC North, not the Baltimore Ravens. I think last year, because Baltimore was hurt and had so many injuries, and they were on such a roll, they beat the Colts, they beat the Kansas City Chiefs, they, they, they really manhandled the San Diego Chargers when San Diego was really hot. Uh, Lamar Jackson was off to an MVP-type season until he got hurt. But that being said, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, I, I, I think if, if the AFC North 
you know, if you really want to look at it from a, a, a strategic eye an expert eye, as opposed to just, you know, picking out the pretty color in the, in the, in the uh, collage, I would say that it is for sure Cincinnati where Joe Burrow and company, I think they have some unfinished business, whether or not they can focus the entire season remains to be seen, but uh, Cincinnati Bengals, they're the ones. You know, Condry, I like what Harbaugh has done with this team defensively. I think they have a chance to be an elite unit. I like the tight end room on offense. I think Isaiah Likely is a live rookie of the year candidate. And, of course, I love Mark Andrews. But the backfield, uh, Gus Edwards is going to be out. J.K. Dobbins, I don't think. You correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's 100% yet. I like Mike Davis. He's going to probably get the bulk of the carries. But when you get to wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, Justice Hill, you know, Prochet. I know guys can emerge, but do you feel like the organization has done enough? When you see Miami adding Tyreek Hill and drafting Jalen Waddle and Pittsburgh, even though they already had Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, they go out and get George Pickens. And you mentioned Cincinnati. They, they have probably the best trio of wide receivers in the entire league. Why hasn't Baltimore surrounded Lamar with at least one elite number one and multiple other elite pass catching, catching options at wide receiver. Totally hear you. That is the both local and national narrative that Lamar doesn't have that upper tier wide receiver. Great point. If you look at what Hollywood Brown was supposed to bring to the table a few years back, he actually did against the Miami Dolphins opening day. They lit it up, both he and Hollywood Brown. They put on a clinic, and it was big play after big play, a lot of RPOs. There were some where he was just one-on-one and just lighting it up with the defender, and, and Lamar was getting him the ball. I will say this, though, that it isn't about the number one receiver in this offense. And I know for me as a receiver, it's kind of like, wow, that just doesn't make any sense. But it is about what I've termed bully ball. When Lamar first came onto the scene in his MVP year, it was literally, we are going to run the ball down your throat and we are going to sling the rock out to our tight ends because you're going to be so worried about us running the ball down your throat. And I'm not talking about like, oh, we're averaging five yards a play. No, I'm talking about running, running the ball like 12, 13, 35, 40 yards down the field, like just big running plays, just sustained drives and wearing defenders down. And so defensive coordinators coming out like, oh, man, what are we going to do? We've got to get our bigs in the game. We're going to have to, you know, uh, uh, stack the box. So that allowed for bully ball to then evolve into the Mark Andrews show. This is a tight end first offense period. You mentioned likely, and while likely had a phenomenal uh, preseason, I think he's going to have even a greater regular season, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that you got Mark Andrews, all pro tight end. And so if you add in a likely, we didn't even talk about Kohler who uh, was drafted. I think uh, was he out of one of those big 10 schools. I'm not sure if it was Purdue or Iowa, one of the two, but anyway, his mindset has been one of, I got to heal up because he had the hernia surgery, but when he gets back out there, plus you also have, uh, a, a tight end group as a whole from a blocking aspect of things that are really just 
tremendous. Go ahead and match up with them. Go ahead and let me see what you can do with with Mark Andrews. Go ahead and let me see what you can do with with Isaiah Likely. I think from that perspective, you and this is no knock, and it's going to sound like a knock, but you don't need to have a stellar receiver on the outside. You just need a, a strong, solid, dependable guy that can bust it out um, against one-on-one coverage because that's probably what he's going to get. And I think they have that in Rashad Bateman. Kadri Ismael with us. So you you mentioned, right, these sustained drives. You mentioned all these good things with this running game. We saw Ronnie Stanley, Vegas kid, actually return to practice today, I believe. And we saw earlier, about a month ago, Tyler Linderbaum was dealing with the Liz Frank injury. What are your expectations for this offensive line? Is it as simple as be healthy and everything's going to look pretty good? Honestly, Billy Ball, when it was at its finest, it was sit there, just go ahead and run the ball because we got Ronnie Stanley. Of course, they at that time had Orlando Brown Jr., who's now in Kansas City. But I think, yeah, with, with Linderbaum, he, he was out there in the final preseason game. He looked strong. He looked apart. Um, I just like the way he moves. I think at the same time with Ronnie Stanley being out there, you know, I, I think it was one of those cases where he's like, look, I don't need training camp. I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in in shape. I'm, I just need to just get to the regular season. I don't need to wear my body down. And I think the Ravens have been smart just overall with their their uh, veteran players and making sure that they, yeah, they don't have it where this team is, is worn down. Is it a gamble? Is it a turn away from what we've been used to seeing from a John Harbaugh team? Sure. But at the same time, I think the bigger picture is you got a dynamic, uh, transcendent player in Lamar Jackson. If you can get an offensive line, the likes of a Linderbaum, the likes of a Ronnie Stanley, the likes of a Moses on the other side and, and holding it down on the right tackle spot, um, Ben Powers at the guard spot, you, I think you're going to see this team get back to those days where, yeah, Billy Ball was at its finest. Super Bowl 35 champion Kadri. Uh, Ismael, also a co-host of the Purple. How do you how do you say it, Kadri? Purple. We we are we are Purple pregame. We are Purple Purple pregame and Purple purple postgame show on WJZ TV here on Vsin Primetime. All right, here's my last question: Atlanta touchdown on the road, Week One. Contract year can go one or two ways. It can make a player hesitant because he does not have stability moving forward and he didn't want to be susceptible to injury or it can create a scorched earth situation where he's playing to prove that I'm worth more than $230 million guaranteed that Deshaun Watson got. What do we get from Lamar Jackson knowing that he does not have a contract extension done? So there's a couple more days left. He said that, you know, they're probably going to stop contract talks once the season starts. Uh, from what we heard from John Harbaugh today, he was saying that they feel really good that, um, you know, he's locked in. He's, he's not, you know, worrying about where Lamar's uh, mental mindset is. He's had a, a solid camp, a, a strong camp as far as, you know, not allowing the contract to overwhelm him. It's, it's a unique situation. It's, it's different. He doesn't have an agent. He doesn't um, have a, a a camp that leaks out information to people. We we saw a. Hey, Kadri, we only Kadri, we only have about thirty seconds left. Is he worth it? Is he worth two hundred and forty million dollars guaranteed? I think he is. He's a transcendent player. Do what you do as Lamar Jackson in the five years that you've been here, and I think he's more than worth it. I agree. Great like stuff, Kadri. Kadri, thank you very much. Appreciate it, sir. 
Thank you, guys. Cadre Ismail again. What was it, purple post-game, pre-game? Yeah, I there asked him to keep that thing up there so I could read it, didn't I? I, I got Way that to leave me that. Way to leave me no, hanging, Britt. post first, but that's a fine. All right, we're off to a great start here on Decent Prime Time. VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now it's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers. Get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early and for a discounted of $175, you receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to VEASAN's Primetime. I, Sean King, am in the building. My esteemed co-host, Tim Murray, is somewhere doing what rich people do. I think he's on a private jet back to Vegas as we speak. But we have Jonathan Von Tobel, one of my friends, great handicapper himself here on the network. Great stuff by Kadri. And we just had Kadri Ismail. We were kind of giving us his opinion on the Ravens. And it's really fascinating how much this fan base believes in the Ravens way even in 2022 where it looks like if you don't have a legit elite passing offense it's very hard to win the ultimate prize which is the Super Bowl do you believe that bully ball which is what Kadri called it can still work in 2022 all the way to a title I think it can if you have at least one decent pass catcher and they have Andrews right and so I think from that where you're working more off play action, you have Lamar Jackson who does what he does. I still believe in Jackson. Um, like I think you can work to a certain extent, especially when you're talking the division. Like yes, Cincinnati's really good, but after that, we don't know what the Steelers are going to be. We know about the situation as Kadri pointed out with the Cincinnati, or the, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns, where you're in a division that what we talking like ten games ish is going to win it, maybe even nine, depending on how the season goes for some of the other teams. I think it could totally work. When when you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson who is a game changer at times. Then when you get into the suit with the postseason, all bets are off, right? Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, one Mitchell Trubisky, we'll get into <laughs> our bettable and forgettable segment here on Visa Primetime where we go over some of the news that just transpired and we decide if the information is something that we want to bet or if it's something that we would like to forget. Mitchell Trubisky named captain and then, of course, starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are six-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Let me, give, in, huh? let me give you a statistic. Okay. And I'm a big Mitch Trubisky fan. But for everyone out there, I know you listen to you know most of the talking heads Mainstream when they media. talk about sports. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't think Mitchell Trubisky is very good, and that's not true. How about this for a statistic? There have been six quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League, not in the last five years, not in the last decade, in the history of the National Football League who've thrown for 10,000-plus yards, 64% or higher completion percentage, and 29-plus wins in the first four years of their NFL career. Let me give you these names. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, Hall of Famer when he gets there. Yes. Kurt Warner, already in the Hall of Fame. Russell Wilson, been to two championships. He's going to be the Hall of Famer. 
Dak Prescott, one of the top 10, 12 quarterbacks in the NFL. Carson Palmer, if not for a nasty knee injury in a playoff game versus Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Bengals had a heck of a team that year. Probably won a – will compete at least mm -hmm. for a Super Bowl. We'll see one if they of the better quarterbacks of his right, era. Right, absolutely. And the sixth one is Mitchell Trubisky. The demise of Mitchell Trubisky has been so ex exaggerated in this league. The guy has thrown for 60-plus touchdowns to like 20 – 30, low, 34, I think, interceptions, and name his best wide receiver when he was in Chicago. He got to go to Buffalo. Mm. He watched the maturation of Josh Allen, and now he inherits the starting position for a Pittsburgh team that has a head coach that in 15 years has never had a losing record, has, in my opinion, one of the top five receiving cores talent-wise in the National Football League, and Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, who's been outstanding. We got to see him doing the regular season, mm -hmm. but so far he's looked elite, and Freer move, the tight end. Also one of the best pass-catching running backs and overall running backs after his rookie year in Najee Harris. Like, I think Pittsburgh's going to win the NFC North, so absolutely this is bettable information for me. Division, huh? Absolutely. I mean, they got Watt on defense. I mean, mm -hmm. Byron Flores is going to help shore up their major defense last year, which was defending the run. I, I like Pittsburgh and that stability. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is a big part of it. I think Mitchell Trubisky has a borderline – Pro Bowl season. A mm. lot of weapons, great run game, elite head coach. In my opinion, the top organization in football. Just what they've been able to do for 50 years, always being relevant for the most part, not overreacting, keeping head, what they had, three head coaches in the entirety of the organization. Right, something like that, yeah. Yeah, this was ridiculous. Yeah, I've had two in my life. For me, yeah. this is bettable information. The only way I thought they could mess this up is if they got caught up in the Kenny Pickett Right. Beating up on third stringers right. deal. Yeah, right. And and Tomlin, as I suspected, made the right decision. This is bettable for me. I'm even more bullish on Pittsburgh now than I was. So I think Tomlin is obviously the, one of the best head coaches in the National Football League. He has made lemonade with lemons. Like, it's been incredible what he's been able to do with a lot of these teams. And the whole stat of never finishing under 500. Uh, now, obviously, with the uh, odd number of games, that's at risk. But I will say this. This is bettable, but it's in a negative way. Uh <laughs> Here, you gave me stats, so I will give you stats. Uh, three out of the last four, actually three of his four years as a starter, averaged under seven yards per attempt. That's Mitchell Trubisky. Because who was he throwing Com to? Committed 20-plus turnover-worthy plays in each of his last three years for the Chicago Bears. That's an insane amount of turnover-worthy plays. A turnover-worthy play rate of over 4% for his career. That is wildly high. That's not even a real stat. It is a real stat. What does that mean? Like he if rolled I, if, out and the ball was in one hand and he threw it incomplete, but it could have no, been a fumble? No, no. That's like if I throw it into the chest of a defender and he drops it. Well, that counts. Yeah, it's a turnover-worthy play. Yeah, I've seen really good quarterbacks. It's called me unfortunate <laughs> and lucky. You know how you have that one friend? Yeah. Like when you play cards with him in poker, like when he gets a big hand, it's always in a situation where he doubles up because somebody else has top pair, top kicker. Uh -huh. Like that's what that means. Mitchell's living right. That's not a bad thing, so I'll, JVT. I'll put it that's this way. That's something to back. St it, when, when it came to touchdown to interception ratio, and if you just use that, Carson Wentz was one of the best quarterbacks in the National 27 Football League. 27-7. I'm right. a Carson Wentz fan. I think he was oh, a great addition for the Commanders. I'm just saying, <laughs> the league, if it was you easy to throw 27 touchdowns and seven picks, what Carson Wentz did, everybody would do it. If it was, in a, if it was easy through Mitchell Trubisky's career thus far, with not ever, Allen Robinson mm -hmm. was his best wide receiver. 
You know, I can name 40 wide receivers before I get to Allen Robinson. Not saying he's a bad player, but he's battled injuries in Jacksonville, Chicago. He's never really been fully healthy. He gets Deontay Johnson, a perennial 100-catch, 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah. He gets Chase Claypool, if he can just mature slightly off the field, has big-time potential. He gets George Pickens, who looks like the still of the draft. He has a rock-solid top-10 tight end. This is the I, best supporting cast he's ever been surrounded with. I, I don't I'm, I don't necessarily disagree with all that. My whole point is, and I don't even think he's like one of the worst quarterbacks of the NFL. My point is, I think we have a large enough set of data here on Mitch Trubisky that kind of tells us who he is. So I like I come into this season thinking, why would I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be different when it comes to some of those key? Like if you're a dude who puts the ball in harm's way consistently, just because you're you have awesome players around you you're going to be a little bit better potentially, but that also means you're still the same guy, right? You could give me Randy Moss, right? Like all of these great wide receivers, right? He's Jerry averaged Rice, everything. less than nine interceptions a year in his four years as a starter. Well, he had two double-digit interception seasons. Right, he, but the other two, I mean, it was a 34 total in four <laughs> years. I mean, it's nine and four is 36. Well, one so, of those years, he only threw seven touchdowns uh, and seven interceptions. Well, you know, he was young. <laughs> This Look, is bettable. All right, I, let's get to the other ones. We don't okay, want to get stuck right. on this. Let's get because because you're wrong. I'm right, which okay. is what normally happens on this show. Tim's I, wrong. I'm right. But again, like any great father, which I consider Tim my son, you have to you have to grow your children. So okay. I'm in the process of making you I need some lessons. Team I got two Mitchell of them. Trubisky. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> all right. So how about this, uh, Cowboys? <laughs> Apparently, an ongoing talks uh, with Jason Peters. Peters, as we know, is 40, and I believe I was actually just searching this. I actually think it might be official. Uh, now that he has been added to the team, I'll double check for you. What do you make of this? Bettable? Oh, this is absolutely bettable. This take the Cowboys under. Let yeah. me explain something. I tell Tim this all the time. There are probably three teams in the NFL that don't have O line issues. If Jason Peters was that good, he wouldn't be on the street mm -hmm. at forty. Because there are a lot of teams that need good offensive linemen. Dallas By the way, he's on needs, their practice squad. Right? Yeah, Dallas just yeah. needs bodies. Yeah. Like they don't have enough bodies to get through practice. That's that's what this signifies for me. And, of course, he's a vet, so if he needed to fill in, he'd probably give you 10 snaps. Bettable, I'm even less high on Dallas than I was before. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty astonishing. I was actually surprised uh, that they didn't take a flyer on Alex Leatherwood because like, they're so desperate, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's For not bodies. very good. Yeah, he's not, but, I mean, what do you, when you're looking around, like the, the Jets did the best thing in signing Dwayne Brown, right? That was the best Band-Aid that was left out there when they lost uh, Mekhi Becton. Is the, like, is the John Gruden, Mike Mayock era with the Raiders, like from a – draft acquisition standpoint, like the worst in the history first round of the picks. NFL? They actually hit on some late round picks. Right. It was kind of weird. You first know what I mean? First and second. But first, no, first and second, wins. they had no idea what to do with those. It was, it was an absolute nightmare. Uh, all right. Mike Pritchard is going to join us at the top of the next hour, so we're going to talk a little bit more football. we got a lot of football on this show, I think. we got a Georgia Tech-Clemson matchup later tonight. We have some best bets to get to as well. I've got a few, including a matchup in the Mountain West. Uh, when we come back, uh, let's talk a little bit more about college football, though. Alabama up to a 20-point favorite on the road against Texas.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers. If you got a friend who loves sports as much as you do, here's a chance for both of you to earn $50 bonuses when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign in to your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. 
Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement. At BetMGM, get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. I'm John Von Tobel, by the way. Filling in for Tim Murray. Sean King alongside as well. So we were just talking off the air. Yeah, Albert Pujols, five home runs away from five, uh, from, excuse me, from 700. I hope he gets it. Be a good story. Yeah, I hate to have to come back next year just to get, like, just two home it. runs. Yeah. yeah. It kind of diminishes it a little bit, you know? This was a great year for him. It was in the home run derby, subsequently all-star game. Kids were there. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of everybody celebrated him. You know, it would be great for him to get it and kind of get his roses and, you know, be able to walk off into the sunset. Yeah, you don't want to come back and press. because I would, would be a... though. If I didn't get it, I yeah. would. Because you only get this one chance to get to 700. It's one shot? Like, yeah. One opportunity? That's right. Like Eminem, baby. You don't want to be like Stan Ross, who at came all. back to no. hit Chase for 3,000 hits. Yeah, not at all. That was Bernie Mac in that movie, Mr. 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk a little college football. First off, um, so what I like about this point of the year, and we have game of the year lines all throughout the season, uh, but we get our first sight of all these teams, right? So we get all these reactions. And we haven't seen much from Texas or Alabama. Uh, lesser opponents for both of them. They both get to whoop up on them. The love for Alabama is wild, though. So South Point Game of the Year lines opened up Alabama as, I think, a 13-point favorite. Got bet up immediately to, like, that 14-and-a-half range. We saw them open up 18. We're now talking about, like, a 20-point spread here on the road for Alabama in favor of Texas. And I, I laugh, but this is like the test, right? This is the Longhorns. Got Quinn Ewers a quarterback. Your offense is supposed to be much better. I think your defense is still going to stink against some great opponents. So we'll see what it's like for Alabama. But you're catching 20 at home in a true home spot against the Crimson Tide. <clears throat> I got to go watch the game. Um, I was only able to catch bits and pieces of Texas' opener. A couple more things I want to see. I want to just go and focus on the O and D lines and, and see where they dominate, and, and then I'll make a decision. I mean, this is a lot of points to lay, especially for an Alabama team that I do think has some issues on that offensive line. I do think they're still trying to develop mm-hmm. this year's Jamison Wilson and, and John Mechie. And yeah. I don't know that – you know, they have the established eliteness that they maybe have had. I'm sure it's there. I don't not trust Nick Saban, but it's early in the season. Guys are still, I think, filling out, you know, what ex- what their exact roles are on this 2022 team. So if you push me right now, I probably would take Sarkeesian and the what's basically three touchdowns because Sarkeesian and Saban are actually I was going to say, do we friends. see the former, like, former yeah. assistant? Oh, we right. won't run it up. So I Not like Harbaugh with Colorado State over right. the weekend where he's like, running offense with 30 that seconds. That a game, <laughs> if Saban can put up 85, oh, he's going to score yeah. 85. I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, I would look, I, I tend to always kind of be on the side of, right, like where there is all of this momentum on one side from a betting standpoint, like it's probably a little bit too much. And especially if we're talking like 21, 21 and a half, uh, that is going to be something where I'll hold the nose and, and look at Texas in a spot like that, especially everything that we've talked about here. But at the same time, it is warranted to a certain extent. But I do wonder, too, Sean, like, like we spent all offseason, right, talking about there's only two teams. They're in their own elite company. And sure, Georgia's not that far out, but it's Alabama and it's Ohio State. Then we watched Ohio State go on the road. And sure, right, you lose your key wide receiver at the very beginning of the game. He comes back, looks somewhat limited. But you get held to 21 points, and you only win by 11 against Notre Dame. And Ryan Day can say, oh, we won by 11 against fifth-ranked team in the country. Still, it wasn't the explosive offense we expected. Now this is a little bit of a step up in competition, and you do wonder if everything we've heard about this team 
right? It's just maybe a little bit too much. Because I always say, like, these teams aren't as good as you think they are. This is more true for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the bad teams aren't as bad as you expect them to be. And this is a wild swing, a full touchdown from that from the offseason number that we saw initially for this team. But and what's the number you have? For this line? 20. Yeah. Across the board. I, 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 I'm leaning Texas. Yeah. I just... But John Robinson, Xavier Worthy, like you don't really shut those guys down, you know. So, and, and I and, and by that I mean I do think Texas can get in the twenties. So now you're talking about oh, Alabama needing to get closer to fifty. And if it's eleven point game, Bama has the ball. I don't know that Saban's going to be necessarily, you know, in up tempo, mm-hmm. you know, push the pace tight mode mid of the fourth quarter if it feels like Bama's got it wrapped up. So I'd probably take Texas in the point. So if I'm doing this right, this is wild. This line is wild. If we're playing the game correctly. Yeah, based on what the opening number was. Okay. Yes. All right. South Carolina, Arkansas. This is actually a pretty – This is I think it's a fascinating game. So we see Arkansas take on Cincinnati over the weekend. It, they're up well, – they, they were up 31-17. Cincinnati gets a touchdown. They end up covering by the hook. Uh, Arkansas does – I was somewhat like okay with Arkansas. Running game was solid. They actually had over 220 yards, both rushing and passing. Like it was, a, it was a weird game. They lost two guys in the secondary, though, and that's what kind of worries you here. I think when you're laying over a touchdown against a South Carolina team that I actually think has some really good, like upward mobility, if they develop at a proper pace this year. I think what Coach Beamer has done in Columbia is super dope. Yeah, like he has that fan base believing. If you haven't got a chance, go check out the Gamecocks uh, entering the stadium. You know, for for the season opener, I mean, they were out there. They're creating a, a, something really special from a culture standpoint. But I'm just not a big fan of Spencer Rattler. You know, mm-hmm. Gamecocks three of fifteen on third down. You know, he was extremely erratic throwing the ball, just like he was at Oklahoma. You know, but I also don't think Arkansas looked like a, a well-oiled machine versus Cincinnati, a Cincinnati team that had lost a lot. You know, to the NFL. They were eight nine draft picks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I probably when I see this game would be looking more at the total thinking that, you know, it probably is going to be more of an under, you know, lower scoring game. I mean, that's my initial assessment. Well, you're with the market. Actually, total opened up 55 and a half yesterday. We were doing the opening lines, uh, the college football lines reveal. It's Sanders lost 52 and a half yeah. uh, for this. Yeah, that's what I would be leaning toward is the under. Yeah, and I didn't get to watch South Carolina, uh, but two interceptions from Rattler in that game too, kind of what you're speaking of. What we saw at Oklahoma too, Yeah, right? A little loose with the ball and turnover-worthy plays. He's still you know? living off of the uh, – reality show that he did and, and the, the momentum he had coming out of high school. He has not played up to those expectations. Is he in a show? As of, yeah, yeah. They had like a uh, – they were following like four high school quarterbacks around. And he oh, was one okay. Of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was called QB something. Yeah, I, okay. I remember that. Yep. All right, let's go to a different – so you mentioned a game um, that is on this list, Tennessee and Pitt. So we saw this yesterday uh, get hung up at minus five. Now, the offseason number was a little bit lower than this. I remember correctly, South Point open game of the year line at Tennessee minus two mm-hmm. on the road here. So, opened up five yesterday. We're up to six and a half, and I think a couple of faraway spots, seven, with a pretty relatively high total, but it's actually down from the opener. 65 and a half is the total right now. So, what did you see from both of these teams? Because I was surprised, and you mentioned this earlier, about it wasn't consistently bad defense, but the big plays that Pitt gave up in that game, which frankly, I never like to say they should have lost, but a kid has a pass bounce off of his face mask, essentially, and it's intercepted on a drive that looked like they were moving down the field and he was mm-hmm. wide open. I don't know if you're overly confident in Pitt coming into this, specifically defensively, which was supposed to be their strength. Yeah, and I didn't love Hendon Hooker in the opener mm-hmm. 
versus Ball State. I, I, when you just, and here's I, I was you know debating this online. When you look at the statistics, it says eighteen to twenty five, two twenty one, two touchdowns. I saw some indecision. I saw you know a couple balls where there were great catches, and yet Pittsburgh did nothing to make me think that you know they're an elite ball club either. They found a way to beat a West Virginia team, but you know West Virginia's picked to be in the bottom half of the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. So. I'm probably just not going to play this game. Uh, if I'm watching it and I feel like I'm seeing some things that favor one team or another, I may get involved, you know, in-game, live bet it. But I, I don't really have a strong opinion, you know, especially not at that almost a full touchdown. If I if it was still at four mm-hmm. or five, I probably, yeah, Tennessee seems to be a little bit better. You know, trust the SEC, you know, athlete slightly better than, than, than Pittsburgh coming off a year where they lost a lot. So, but I, I don't. I don't feel strongly either way. Since we're floating on a, like like that key number, I, had a, I was looking potentially at Pitt. Given everything we said about them defensively, a home field does exist in college football. It does. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it a does. lot stronger than the pros. And you talk about a key number at home. Uh, it is somewhat interesting there. By the way, can I ask you this really quick? In these last this last minute, you mentioned Hendon Hooker in Tennessee being like, eh, okay, against Ball State. How much do you really show of your offense against an opponent like Ball State if you're Tennessee? Well, here's the deal: elite teams, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. the way it looks. Yeah. Like. When you saw Georgia play Oregon, Georgia looked like a national championship caliber team. Mm -hmm. Long, linear athletes, athletic, running around, jumping up, violent, physical, running to the ball. There's a a replay of one of the receivers blocking in the end zone. And, like, you see it. Like, when I watched Tennessee, I didn't know if they looked just dominant. You know, I didn't know if the athletes looked elite. Now, maybe it's some first-game jitters and – I'm not down on Tennessee. I'm just saying at seven, on the road, at Pitt, JT Daniels looked really good in his first game. You know, there's a Panther. I probably won't touch it until the end game. The other USC Corvus. I'm sorry. No, Slovis, that's the last point I was going to make. Slovis actually pretty comfortable. All right, let's talk a little bit more of some football. We're going to keep it going. Mike Pritchard joins us at the top of the next hour here on VSIN Primetime. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.